Welcome to the KPB Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At KPB, we don't think money should dictate who has the opportunity to play college baseball or who gets to make informed decisions throughout the college baseball recruiting process. And all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the KPB podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the KPB podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another Daily KPB On this episode, we want to give you the quick and dirty on college baseball scholarships. We want to cover college baseball scholarship basics so that as you go through the recruiting process, you have a good understanding of what you can expect and also a good understanding of what's available, what's out there. Because there's a common misconception that uh, baseball alone can pay for your entire school. It's possible at some levels, um, but it's very rare that a college baseball player gets a full ride, especially to a four-year school. So we're going to get into more of that later, but we want to start off by just talking about the team athletic scholarship limits by division. So each division of college baseball, each level, limits the number of scholarships that each team can give out in a given year. There's three categories that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about four-year NCAA schools. We're going to talk about two-year NGCAA. NJCAA schools uh, and other community college bodies. And then we're going to talk about the NAIA. Um, We're going to start off with the NCAA four-year schools. Um, As many people know, division one programs are allowed 11.7 scholarships per year. That means among their roster of 35 guys, they're allowed to give out 11.7 scholarships. So uh, keep in mind, uh, only up to 27 people can have scholarships. So essentially you're dividing those 11.7 up among 27 players or less. The rest are walk-ons. The remaining eight players on the roster spot uh, are required to be walk-ons. NCA D2 has nine scholarships to divide up among their roster. Uh, no roster caps there. So nine scholarships to break up among their players. NCAA D3 programs are not allowed to give out athletic scholarships. So Division 1, 11.7, Division 2, 9, Division 3, 0. So you're beginning to get an understanding for how hard it is to get scholarships and what you can expect out of a scholarship, right? Um, Very unlikely that you're going to get a full ride based on uh, athletics alone. And JCA programs have more scholarships at the Division I and Division II level. For NJCAA Division I programs, they have 24 scholarships that they can give out that cover tuition, books, fees, room and board, and then an additional $250 for school and travel expenses. Um, Now, NJCAA Division II programs also have 24 scholarships to give out, 
but theirs are only allowed to cover tuition, books, fees, and up to $250 for the school expenses and travel. It does not cover room and board. So a big difference there in terms of being able to get a full ride that covers everything. And then NJCAA Division Three programs, uh, they don't give out scholarships, just like their NCAA Division Three counterparts, no athletic scholarships at those programs. Um, there's also no scholarships in a lot of other governing bodies for uh, junior college baseball, community college baseball. The CCCAA in California also doesn't allow scholarships, but two-year programs are heavily subsidized, so um, you're looking at attending school for a fraction of the cost. Many players still live at home where they can save money, and they're paying a few hundred dollars a semester uh, to enroll in classes, so a much cheaper alternative. The NAIA, they have 12 scholarships to give out uh, among their roster. There's a lot of really creative ways that um, we've heard of that programs are, are using those 12 scholarships and also uh, using other methods to try and get their players more money. So out of all of the levels of college baseball, the NAIA um, has some loopholes, has some other things. It's more of a, a wild, wild west scenario where, um, yes, there's 12 scholarships uh, allowed, but schools are using some creative ways to get players uh, money. It's important to understand that these are the upper limits. So um, we'll use Division One as an example. A coach can give out 11.7 scholarships per year, but that doesn't mean that his program has 11.7 scholarships to give out. Not all college baseball programs are fully funded at every level. So while you may be allowed to give out 11.7, there's a lot of programs that operate with a cap that's much lower than that. So they have even less scholarship to give out for athletic purposes. So just something to keep in mind as you consider uh, where you want to play college baseball and you know exactly how you're going to pay for school. Um, it's also important to note that most divisions and conferences, scholarships are one-year agreements that are revisited each year. So it's likely that next year's scholarship money is not guaranteed. Now, there are certain conferences, Power 5 conferences, that enforce a four-year guarantee for scholarship money, but there's also creative ways that coaches can uh, force players out the door or um, revisit those scholarships. So while there may be the appearance that it's a four-year scholarship, if that coach doesn't want to give you the money, you can bet that there's going to be some creative ways that they can either run you out of the program or convince you to uh, reduce your scholarship. So that's just something to keep in mind that your scholarship agreement is a one-year agreement in all likelihood that's revisited each year. It's also important to note that um, there's a big difference between a verbal commitment and signing an NLI, signing a financial, a written financial agreement. NLIs and written financial agreements are binding. It binds you to the institution for one academic year. A scholarship offer for a verbal commitment is not guaranteed. It only becomes guaranteed once you sign with that school. You don't sign with the coach. You sign with that institution. So if the coach leaves and you want to leave with them, it can pre present some problems because you've signed the agreement with that school. So again, 
A verbal commitment is not a guarantee of your scholarship money or a roster spot or anything else. So you have to be um, very careful with those verbal commitments, especially if they happen well before you're able to sign an NLI. Um, the way that college coaches describe scholarships um, can be different from program to program. They're often going to try and describe them in a way that appears like it's going to give you the best offer, right? So sometimes that's a percentage. So a coach may say, we're going to give you a 55% scho uh, athletic scholarship, which is pretty good for baseball. And the coaches describe the, sh the scholarship offer as a percentage, which just means the amount of the offer over the total cost of attendance. So you want to make sure that you are on board with them and on the same page that that is exactly what they're talking about. Because sometimes they might say, oh, well, we're going to cover 100% of tuition, which is not the same as the total scholarship percentage. So if you were to add up the percentage of scholarships that coaches give out, it can't exceed the total that they're allowed for their level. So for example, if you were to add up all the percentages of the scholarships for a division one roster, it could not add up to uh, 11.7 scholarships, if that makes sense. So it's important to understand that scholarship percentage is a great indicator of a program's interest in you. So the higher the percentage, the higher they value uh, you as a player. The, the more percentage of the money that they have that they're willing to give you, which is a good sign. However, scholarship percentage is not a good way to determine which program is going to give you the, the best out-of-pocket costs. It's not a good way to compare scholarship offers because while one school may cost $70,000 to attend and they're giving you a 50% scholarship, you're still on the hook for $35,000. Whereas another school may only cost $35,000 to attend and they're giving you a 40% scholarship, which is less than the 50%, but you're on the hook for much less money to, in order to attend that program. So it's important that you understand exactly what your scholarship offer means um, and how these percentages are used. Another question that gets asked a lot is, can you combine baseball and academic scholarship? Yes, a resounding yes. You can combine all different kinds of scholarship and financial aid to make college as affordable as possible. Grades and test scores always matter. Academic money paired with baseball money is the best way for you to pay down the cost of your education. And in fact, most schools are going to have more access to academic money than they will athletic money. So in the classroom, doing well on, on standardized tests, that's always going to be your best way to get more scholarship money. And so it's important to get off on the right foot and, um, continue to do well and take your studies seriously. That's always the best avenue for scholarship. So um, we've covered a couple ideas here. I'll just recap them quickly. One, each level of college baseball has a different scholarship caps. So you want to make sure that you're in tune with what programs are able to offer and what that means in terms of how you're going to pay for your school, right? So understanding that baseball is not a full ride sport 
it's not a headcount sport like football and basketball, where if you're on scholarship, it's automatically a full ride. So you need to, you need to plan for that financially, right? You need to understand how much you're willing to take out in student loans, what types of programs you can afford and what that scholarship offer means in terms of -of out-of-pocket costs and whether you can afford that. Um, We also talked a little bit about the fact that making a verbal commitment is not a guarantee of scholarship. We talked about the fact that scholarships are often renewed each year at many levels of college baseball, so you need to understand that and plan accordingly. Um, We also talked about the percentage of scholarships, right? Not all percentages are created equal. So if a coach offers you a 50% scholarship, that's great. The percentage, the higher percentage, the better. However, you still want to be aware of what that means for out-of-pocket costs because schools have varying costs to attend and you want to be in tune with that. So we've covered a fair amount here. If you have any questions about scholarships, we've got tons of resources on our website, keepplayingbaseball.org. We have uh, an article titled College Baseball Scholarship Basics, which covers the same information in video form, a little slower pace, so you can really grasp some of these concepts. That same article also links to a lot of our other scholarship resources. So this is something you want to be aware of. You want to have realistic expectations when it comes to college baseball scholarships what you might be able to get if you get any at all, and other ways to pay for school. So as always, if you have any questions, we are here to answer them. Reach out by email, keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs and ask us questions as you'd like. Uh, We're happy to help. Till next time, thanks guys, take care. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of the KPB Podcast. If you find value in our podcast, please help us make it better. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a five-star rating. Write a review. All of that helps us get this information into the hands of those who need it most. We're always beyond excited to get questions and provide more information. You can reach us by email at keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Our Twitter DMs are open. That's at KeepPlayingBB. Same is true for our Instagram account. That's at KeepPlayingBaseball. And Facebook, KeepPlayingBaseball. We're always excited to help provide you with the information that you need to make educated decisions in the recruiting process and move towards your goal of playing college baseball. Don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything. And we'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care.